All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to Rescuing Churches. I'm Josh Givens, here with my father, 614 Ministries Executive Director, Stan Givens. Executive Director, Stan Givens. Good, is, good to be here. Is he this is the podcast you. about possums? It's something like that. Okay. I don't know. We're going to talk about possums today. I, I don't know. Are, are we going to talk about possums? It could come up. Hello, and welcome to Rescuing Churches with Stan and Josh Gibbons. This is the official podcast of 614 Ministries, where we exist to renew vision and restore hope at struggling churches across the country. With over 80% of churches in decline and 1,500 pastors a month battling depression, we strive to equip members and encourage ministers to pursue new directions of stability and growth. I think we're going to be discussing a topic that I just know, I have a feeling in my heart, is going to be very near and dear to pastors. It, it's just going to have a lot of warm fuzzies in it, like a lot of really feel-good things. And it's about the things that make your job as pastors so freaking difficult. Like mm-hmm. the hardest things about pastoring a small church. Some of the hardest things. Some of the hardest things. Some of the hardest things. Okay. So a few of them. Yeah. And, and you've been a small church pastor yourself for like a couple of years. Yeah. So I know that the you last can, 20, yeah. yeah, you can at least speak to this with like a little two-thirds, bit, two thirds of your life, yeah, a little bit of experience, you know, yeah. maybe a little bit. I don't know. And I've been a pastor's kid for like, I don't know, all five, your life, five or six years. All so your life, yeah. I've seen you go through this. And before we really dive into some of the content here, let me first ask you one question at the beginning. Yeah. Why do you think that God calls some pastors to lead small, difficult churches and some pastors to lead larger churches? Not that larger church leadership is easier in every case, because no, it's not. No. That's not what we're saying. No. But the dynamics are different. Yes. So can you speak to that a little bit for our listeners? I don't know. I mean, I... We've talked about this a little you, bit. You've served other, in both worlds, both worlds, both so. worlds, and uh, and in, in the other world, if there was a possum in the driveway on Sunday morning, there's a guy you could call. In my world today, you are that guy. When when there's a dead possum, which is pretty rare, I'm shocked at how many possums we kill in our driveway on Saturday. I haven't ever killed any. I'm shocked at how that happens. Well, they I don't get, drive, so I don't they get, get I don't, run over. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't get to I don't know if the possums me. in our neighborhood have a Saturday night trip to the to church they're making to our dumpster. Yeah. If every Saturday night is like party at the Northside dumpster. But we just have a lot of <laughs> possums in our roadway on Sunday mornings. That's I like disgusting. to come in early between 6 and six and 7. Usually I'm here. That's disgusting. And there's this just run over possum. You know, that I got to go get a shovel and I'll keep one in the truck, get a shovel and scoop him up and throw him up in the woods somewhere. Mm. So that's, that's, uh, that's, that's one of those deals. So it, there's a lot of other little things, you know, that the, you know, when somebody hands you a note uh, while you're preaching, 
that one of the toilets is running. Oh, because that's never happened. Yeah, to you. right. That's right. never happened to you. You're just thinking, yeah. I must, I must be the pastor of a small church uh, because they're thinking I'm supposed to stop my preaching and go fix the toilet. Go fix right the now. toilet right is that now. Really going to happen? Yep. Um, love is a small church. You get blamed as the pastor for everything, <laughs> not just some things, but, <laughs> but pretty much for everything. If something in the church is missing, hey, you know, we we had this special thing in the kitchen oh, or this special gosh. thing in Don't one of our Sunday school start- classes. Don't even get started on the kitchen stuff. Yeah, you just get bl- it's over like, the years. You know, what did oh, you do with it? I'm like, ah. I don't even know what you're talking about. I didn't have one. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> I've never, so, I didn't even know we had one. I didn't know we had one. When was the last time uh, I was in the kitchen? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, years ago, uh, <laughs> I got blamed as a pastor. It was in a board meeting. Mm-hmm. Um, I got confronted that I had stolen the letters to our church sign. I remember that. <laughs> so, why would I steal the letters the to our sign? Letters the marquee our letters. Sign. Why would I steal? What would I actually do with those? You, well, you yeah. have that personal marquee lettering collection. That's right. I had a, a marquee in front of my house. That's yeah. right. And I like to say hey to the neighbors. So I don't know. But it's just weird that I got accused of stealing them. I'm thinking, really? First of all, stealing is like a sin. You're accusing your pastor of sinning. That's great. Secondly, yeah. I, if I was going to steal something from the church, it wouldn't be the marquee letters. Yeah. <laughs> might take a typewriter or something. I could sell it to, you know, whatever. It's a great day in the morning. So, and then you're always expected to know where everything is. Um, you know, the, 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 somebody will call you and ask you, Hey, where's the, where's the, the picnic tablecloths we use last month? I go, I, I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah. Am I in charge of the tablecloths? I wasn't cloths? in charge of that. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't, I'm, I think I'm supposed to be equipping the saints and the tablecloths are not in that list. Yeah. So it's <laughs> not in so my job description. Those are, those are annoying things, but they're not the hardest things. So I think our list today gets a little more serious than that. Yeah. So, so if you were to say, you know, with like in, in this whole idea of pastoring a small church, you know, obviously you've got those little things like that and, you know, somebody's going to call you and, you know, they want to know why the, you know, remote to the youth TV upstairs is missing. You mm. know, that's something that you're just going to be like, hey, I just got to solve that or figure that out or right. come up with a backup plan or something. But you're also going to face bigger issues like a low staff salary or something like that. Right, right. And and the low, the low staff salary is one of the challenges of a smaller church. Absolutely. Typically, a smaller church does not run a, a healthier, big, bigger budget. Some of them can and mm. they don't. Um, but either way, smaller churches tend to pay smaller salaries and the smaller salary issue becomes an issue because a young guy that you're discipling, a young guy you're training up in ministry, um, if he's got a young family and you're just barely able to support him as a part-time guy and he gets an offer that's a better part-time position or he gets an offer that's a full-time position, you, you, you just trained a guy for another ministry and which is great. Yeah. Um, no, but we've done that a lot here. Yeah. But you get a lot of turnover that yeah, way. So a lot of part, turnover. part of the, one of the harder things about being a small church, um, is, is you can end up with a lot of turnover because of salary issues and, sure. and, uh, church finances are not easy to come by in smaller churches. So, so you face those challenges and, I think there's probably some creative ways to deal with some of that. Some of the stuff we've been reading about our ministry, oh yeah, uh, about how to how to raise funds for our ministry yep. uh, here at six fourteen. Uh, some of that stuff is really, I think, uh, should should be applied in church life. Some of you guys want to know some more about that. You can reach out to me, and I'll help you with some of that. Oh, yeah. um, you can reach out to us through our email six fourteen rebuild dot com, or if you want to uh, call our phone number. Which is 601-909-0614. If you leave me a message, I'll, uh, I'll, we'll get back to you and I can tell you a little bit more about the, 
the things we've been talking about in, in as far as helping with uh, finances. And I think I'm going to try to apply some of that to our, actually our small church here mm. uh, since our finances are a little bit tight and the virus uh, days and all that kind of stuff oh, yeah. have put everybody's churches on a real tight budget. Big time. So with um, with us not meeting so in the building. So so salaries become a real issue at churches, and that is that is a hard part about being a pastor of a small church. Um, salaries become a pretty big issue. Yeah, the uh, the book that you're referencing is uh, The Goddess by uh, Steve Shadrach. Yeah. Really, yeah. really, I def- definitely recommend that book. Yeah, and we, and we could talk to you about how I think that should apply to a church situation. Yep. Uh, it's really more of a ministry situation the way he, he describes it, but I think it could apply both ways. Yeah, there's there's some good content in there for, for both, for mm-hmm. sure. Another thing you have listed here is that the core team of the church has to do a lot of multitasking and... Uh, we both know what this this is like. You especially lots of long hours, lots of long labor, and most of the time at a small church, the the staff has more than one hat to wear. So you know your your uh, assistant pastor is also doing three and four and five other things that normally you know he wouldn't be doing if he were at a bigger church because they've got other people covering those bases. So, and he's probably a layman. Yeah, he's, he's not. Yeah. A, he's part time or and he even, might be even bi- not even salaried. And, yeah, but bi- vocational and you know yeah. yeah yeah. So so for example, in our church, you know, I'm the worship leader, right? Which requires me to put a ton of time into song selections and yep. understanding of keys and all the stuff yeah, we've talked about before with the band and figuring out what part of the band the band you know likes or doesn't like it and then who, who can actually sing in what key we're going to sing it in we're going to do the girl key the guy key mm-hmm. you know who's going to lead and all that and, and then working all that out so i've got all that on and then the full-time pastor role of preparing the messages planning out the year right of messages knowing the the temperament and the the culture of our church to know what the lord's leading us to teach in uh, then I have the administrative role at the church of leading the elders, uh, trying to develop, uh, you know, the things that go with our administration of our church. We've recently gone through some some kind of reorg stuff and uh, and had to rethink how we're doing a bunch of that. So I'm carrying four or five multitask role as the senior pastor, but I also know anybody down line from me does the same thing. Right. You know, whoever's in charge of our ladies ministry has also got two or three other things. They're doing small group leadership or they're in a teaching ministry. Or they're working with the children kind of deal. Um, you know, and so, so every person at your church in a small church that really plugs in, you tend to, I mean, it, it's not on purpose, but you do tend to shovel a bunch of stuff their way to say, Hey, right. can you help carry this? Can yeah. you help carry this? You're really good at that. Can you help yeah. carry this? And so, you know, at, at a, at a, a larger church numerically, you, you end up with one person that says, Hey, I'm really good at hosting. I just want to handle hosting. Right. But my person that handles hosting also has to run our books or, you know, take care of the kitchen or cut the grass or something else. They've got yep. some other, everybody, a smaller church usually is wearing multiple hats. I think that's a healthy thing, mm-hmm. but I also know it can be a hard thing. It and, can. and, and you got to work very hard to not, let the hours get so long and laborious that it wears people out. Yeah, because um, you, you burnout is a real thing. I mean, sure, it, it really is. It, and they have to be willing to to know when that's coming. Um, and as a, as a leader in the church, as as their pastor, your shepherd, you have to watch for that. You have to look for the signs of that and kind of begin to 
you know, if you see some of that, you got to get some people to pull back and and other people to step up. Yeah, how can how and, can pastors help with that? What's well, the, and then sometimes I think you, you you can evaluate your church every so often. I, I say a couple times a year you should evaluate: is there stuff we need to cut back on? Yeah, if yeah. we're if we're multitasking five or six people at the highest levels, we're just doing too much, and they're, and they're overwhelmed. Yeah. We might we might need to just stop. Yeah. A couple of things you say, well, that that stops ministry. No, yeah. you can think through that maybe differently. And some of them are our pet peeves or our priorities. Like I really want to do that this year. Yeah, yeah. But you might need to go. But the Lord doesn't want you to do it, or He hasn't because He hasn't provided enough people to help you get there where you need to go. The leadership's not in place for that. Yeah, so if you're, sometimes if you're killing your people to get it done. Then yeah, yeah. sometimes you just need to take a step back and keep ministry simple. We had a podcast on simple ministry. Yep. Uh, that we talked about. Keep it real simple. And uh, stay focused on just the basics at times. That's good. And give your people a break. So absolutely. So part of part of the small church deal is your core members and your core leadership teams run four and five things at a time. Yeah. You know, the same guy that's doing all the maintenance in the building is your children's pastor. Yeah. It's like good grief. You know, how does he do all that? Yeah. Yeah, and still find time to be a dad and right all that. So. And another thing you have here that's one of the hardest things about pastoring a small church is, and we and we um, no, we we definitely have had our fair share of these is building repairs. Um, you kind of say that these are these are endless, and if if they're not monitored down the road, they can you know be potentially destructive. Well, yeah, <laughs> we we have a very old building. Um, yeah, our our building do. was built in the seventies. Uh, and not by professionals, by the way. We're very grateful for our building. Oh, very much so. We're very very much grateful. So. For it. It's been a blessing. It wasn't built by professionals, so it has its own <laughs> little set of uniqueness and yes. flaws yes, and weird things about it. But but in the process over the years, um, we probably, years before I got here, we didn't manage some things well. Mm-hmm. And so when I got here, and even now, we're way behind on building maintenance. Um, we, we need a lot of building maintenance. And, you know, our silent partner, Michael, is so good with their sound system. You can't hear the toilet that runs every four <laughs> minutes in the room next door. Oh, yeah. But well, we have a toilet that's just we've cycling. Been doing this the podcast. whole time we've been doing these, these podcasts, it's just cycling, cycling, cycling over there because somebody needs to come in and stop that toilet from running because we're, you know, wasting. Just take a run, Running our to water it. bill. That would just be my approach. So, <laughs> and, and, and this morning when I got here early, a different toilet in a different bathroom uh, was running all by itself with, yeah, just draining water like crazy. So I went and shut it off uh, myself, multitasking as the plumber pastor. I did that myself. So so (laughs) there's this endless list of repairs. um, And at some point, you know, as a church, you really need to kind of try to figure out how to get ahead of that. And one of the ideas is to get your guys together, acknowledge the enormity of that task, as men and say, but we got to take some hard runs at it for a short period. Maybe take for the next two months, we're going to go really hard and getting this thing back online right. and getting it back to a level ground. And, and hopefully in that process, we get it on level ground. Now we can take a little break and then gradually kind of get ahead of the curve and start painting things before they need to be scraped. You know, there's a difference in painting a building when you have to scrape it yeah. and paint it <laughs> yes, when you, before there is. and see, we waited too long on ours. Now we got to scrape our building and change some wood out and then paint it. So again, that was on us, but, but for a smaller church, that tends to be an issue is that we, we tend to get kind of behind on some of that. 
and we let building maintenance get ahead of us. And sometimes that's related to the finances. Sometimes it's just uh, the multitask issue we talked about before. There's not enough people um, that you can hand something off to to get done. Um, sometimes it's poor management. So um, you kind of look at all three of those and say, hey, can we manage this better? Mm-hmm. Is there somebody that would be willing to manage it better? Um, is there somebody that will step up? Every once in a while, you might have somebody that would say, hey, if, if we could get that repaired, I'll pay for it. You yeah. know, you might have somebody you could look at and go, could you just financially carry us to, out of that hole? Yeah. Um, we need we need somebody to come through and do these projects from outside instead of us trying to fix them. But that's, that's a, you got to ask. You got to make the yeah, ask. Yeah, you have to ask. Yeah, and that's a hard thing to do sometimes. Mm-hmm. And one of the hardest things, and this is to kind of close out the list at a small church, is... Feeling like you're getting nowhere. Yeah, probably probably one of the hardest things a pa- pastor faces um, at a rural church or a small church um, is that um, we're not making any progress. Yeah, you know where where actually are we going? Just, yeah, have we done anything? Spinning and, our wheels. Yeah, and and that easily translates for a lot of guys into failure. If my as as a net. My natural struggle is fear of failure, right? Um, and and so it easily can translate that way, and I can feel like a very ineffective person, like I've wasted a bunch of really good time <laughs> at the mm-hmm. church, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, some other pastor would have taken twenty years and turn this church into something way different in twenty years, right? Um, and yet, I can look back and say, I know God called me here. I know exactly the path. I know exactly the people. I know exactly the heartbeat. I know exactly the purposes that were in my life to come here. So it's not an accident that I'm here, and it's not a failure that I'm here, and our numbers aren't way different than they were when I came 20 years ago. What it's a, what it's a tribute to is that God is teaching longevity, loyalty, consistency, and he's testing me in that, but he's also testing the church in that. How, oh, sure, yeah. You know, where are we going to bolt down and say, this is what we do, and let's just keep doing what we do. We need to learn from our mistakes. But I also know the enemy can play on your emotions. As a pastor, um, at a smaller church, you feel like a failure. We talked about it in one of our, one of our other podcasts recently, but you, you look at another church that's doing 200 people, and you're only doing 50, yeah. and you just feel like a failure. Yeah. And, and your emotions can get the best of you in some of that. And that's grounds for the enemy to actually um, take you to a place that's not healthy. Yeah, a lot of and, the depression and discouragement can start to seep in there for sure. Yeah, yeah and the numbers for depression of pastors today is very high. It um, is very And I think some of that, uh, as we've talked about before, I think some of that is all these fancy online churches that are just killing it, yep. you know? Oh, yeah. Um, you watch those and you go, man, wish we had a fog and smoke machine. And, <laughs> you know, wish our guitar, our lead guitars had long hair like that and could play like that or whatever it is. Or I just wish we had four cam- HD cameras in the room. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, I don't care if there's three people in the room. I just like to film it the way that they film it. <laughs> yeah, we could just film it like that and have a, have a boom that floats out over the audience. Yes, it looks like a movie. <laughs> right, right. But, but in reality, reality in reality you have to come back to what's god called you to do yep and are you being faithful to your specific calling and and, and you got to be able to tell satan hey and your specific calling may be you know i've, I've called you to work with what i've given you and that's right and I, I think that's a trapping that i know a lot of you know I, I fall into sometimes is i've called you to work at you know this church with these specific tools for ministry right. that i've given you and i didn't give you 
the sweeping boom camera. I didn't right. give you the right. you know all the cool yeah. stuff. You yeah. know, you got a shovel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. you got a shovel. <laughs> so, and that's to use on the possum. Yep. Yeah. So exactly. But but the the real issue for us is. Um, to not begin to feel like you're going nowhere. Yep. The Lord decides what, and in heaven, I think the rewards are going to be great for these pastors of very tiny churches, 10 and 15 people at a time that have never been more than that out in the country somewhere. And oh, yeah. this guy's just been a faithful follower of Christ. He's preached to the farmers. He's preached to the to the rural people out there in the on the dirt roads, he's been their companion through death, mm. through through he's been their companion through the births of their children. You know, he's helped them, you know, put put down a farm that wasn't gonna make it and he right. stood by while the foreclosure went there, helped that family keep food on the table through the process of working in town or whatever. Yep. And that that man has aged, you know, forty or thirty or forty years in that community. And uh, when he stands before the Lord with a congregation of 15 people under his belt, yeah. the Lord's going to go, well done. Yeah. Well done, good and faithful servant. Man, you just hung in there and you loved your people well. You taught them the scriptures. You know, you trained them well and you equipped them for ministry. Equipped you them. prepared them for the trials they were in and you stood by them. So, mm-hmm. so I think at times we just need to quit, quit worrying about the comparison game and, yeah, and even sure. the feelings of going nowhere and say, you know, I'm doing, Lord, I'm doing everything you're asking and I'm trying to listen to anything else you would ask, but I'm staying faithful to the, to the values I know as a pastor. You know, I'm shepherding well, I'm discipling the very best I know how, and I'm preaching as strong as I know how, and I'm leading small groups where I need to, those kind of things. Just the basics. Just the basics. So yeah. stick to the fundamentals. I, yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. But I think all those things can, can wear a pastor down. And, and I just, I'll shout out to all my pastor buddies, man. I feel your pain. <laughs> I know what that's like. And, uh, you know, I, I know what it's like to be blamed for things that aren't your fault oh, yeah. or that are missing, but also know what it's like to to watch those salaries, you know, be in those meetings about salaries or to, to look at the building repairs and be overwhelmed. But stay faithful. Yeah, Trust the Lord to bless you and help you. And just stick to the best way you know how to do your ministry and trust Him. Yep. Definitely. Absolutely. All right. Well, thanks for that. And uh, we thank all of you for listening to this episode of Rescuing Churches. We hope that everything was inspiring and encouraging. And as always, we really appreciate your thoughts and feedback about the show. You can reach out to us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at 614Rebuild, or you can leave us a voicemail at 601-909-0614. We listen to all of our messages and we might even include yours in an upcoming episode.